Sound, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. drive, San Jose. Oh, and unable to pull the trigger on the rebound with Shatan. Moves right back, hands it on. Chair shot, turned aside by Boucher. Sports day. Happy football, guys. Go sports. Bengals. Go sports. Rams. Yeah. Burrow. The other guy. Oh, the disrespect. How dare you? Matt, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, for sure. Clayton Kershaw's boy. Yeah, I, I guess. I Yeah. I can't believe it's not coming to me. Matt Stafford. That's the one. Used to be uh, a Detroit Lion. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my humble opinion, the most underrated quarterback in the history of the NFL. Yeah, for sure. And now is that a, in part because he was a Lion? I hear they're yeah. not good. They they were not. Uh, they were okay some of the years he was there, and that was mostly because he was there. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm Bruce Vitaglia of the High Button. I'm not Matt Stafford or. Sean McVay or anything like that. Um, I'm James Cole. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about football. Okay. So I don't know why I started off with football. Uh, well, I mean, because it's today. Topical. I guess. So, yeah. Uh, you and I have talked about the Super Bowl each year we do it. So, yeah. Who you got? Rams. It's a big question. Rams. Ram guy, eh? Yeah. It's, it pains me to say that, too, because... Uh, in mid-December, I was going to bet like $100 on the Rams to win the Super Bowl just because I felt real good about it. Uh, but I've never spent $100 on a bet in my life. So I was like, I don't know. It just seems like, you know. not a, Like, I, I enjoy betting on sports, but... 10 bucks here. Yeah, and it's usually there. stupid bets. Like, right. it's just not anything like that. Um, and yeah, now they're one win away, and I think that... They're going to do it, but uh, I'm happy either way. No, like uh, like I'm not even. This isn't even just because they both happen to be there. Like uh, I would say, the Rams and the Bengals are like my second and third favorite team. I used to say the Lions were my run, runner up, but that was because Matt Stafford was there. So now, could you, you still have that hundred dollars tucked away uh, in your sock drawer? Do you do you mm-hmm. do you think maybe you could bring that out for some prop bets tomorrow? I am going to bet on what they're going to open up with at the halftime show. Mm. I do want to bet on that. I don't have a front runner necessarily, but I do want to throw some action on that because I think it'd be cool if I called it. That would be cool. Yeah. Which artist do you think is playing first? Never never mind the song. Because mm. even that's got to be tough. So you got Eminem, Dr. Dre, Kendrick, Mary J. Blige, and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's Eminem or Kendrick probably. Yeah, eh? I think so. Gonna bring the white kid up first. They could do ladies first. 
the white kid out first, eh? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if that's maybe the move. Kind of a weird combo, the five of them, I feel like. I don't well, know. Well, like, I got the whole, like, California vibe thing going from, like, Snoop and Dre and stuff. Like, I don't know where Kendrick's from. I think, uh... I don't even think Snoop's from California, though, is yeah. he? Yeah, he's I a thought he was, guy. I thought he was from, like, fucking Pennsylvania or something. Uh, if, if he's born in Pennsylvania, he yeah. grew up in Cali. No, I like Snoop Dogg. I don't yeah. really know that much about his, uh, his early life. And then it, it was... Before uh, he was known as Snoop Dogg, I guess. And Queen Latifah. I assume that's I not his Christian name. From. Yeah, people keep saying that. What's Queen Latifah got to do with anything? Is she not performing? I, well, I've heard multiple people say that. I've never heard Queen Latifah... Like, I've never seen anything with her. But, like, you're, like, the fourth person to be like, Oh, like, Queen Latifah, too. I don't fucking... Why would she be there? Who, who Whose names did we just say? Mary who's, J. Blige is the Blige. woman. Yeah, See, I get the two of them confused all the time. That's a strange thing. That's true. Well, one of them is one of the best singers of all time, and the other is Queen Latifah. So. <laughs> where, where is Mary I J. Like Blige I like Queen from? Latifah, just like... Mary J. Blige? Ooh, I don't know. Her library's a couple blocks from my house. It's a Thunder Bay joke uh, for, for people there. Um... She's from, <laughs> why wouldn't she be from Yonkers, uh, New York? So there's that. It's a weird lineup in that mm. case. You know, it just it doesn't Snoop make Dogg's sense from California, me. eh? Is he, what is he, right from Compton or Southside. what? Southside. Long Beach. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kendrick. Let's see where Kendrick's from. Philly. Yeah, like again, I feel like he's maybe like New Yorkian. No, he's from Compton. I guess I should know that. He mentions that many times in his songs, actually. But, uh, but yeah. Anyway. Cool. I don't know. I mean, like, my favorite artist of the five is easily Kendrick Lamar. Uh, so I would love him to open. But I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Age before Grace? Or how does that... Youth before... I, I think it would be better, though, if they opened up with one of the legends. Like, I don't really... Like, Ken, Kendrick's a legend in a way... But he's still very much in his prime, so you know, like I, I like I think it would be cool with kind of open up with your biggest, you know what I mean? I don't know. Here's here's like my, Dr. Dre's probably the the move. Here's my prediction. Hmm. Dre's the first guy out, mm -hmm. but it's not a Dre song. Yeah, I still like people have said this. I do sort of think that maybe they will open up with uh, with fucking California Love. Just seems fitting, you know? That's the song I was trying to think of earlier when yeah. we were talking about this. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, that is a Dr. Dre produced song. So, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. There you go. Mm -hmm. um, I have no real horse in the race. Uh, Bengals are, in, are the underdogs. I love a good underdog. So. The Bengals are cool. I'll though. go with that. Yeah, like the, like the Bengals are very cool. Um, Joe Burrow's cool. So... I mean, like, I, I feel like if you're a casual fan, this is a great sort of matchup. Because there's a lot of things to like about both teams, for sure. You know? They're both sort of lovable underdogs, in a way. Back-to-back -back with the home team uh, getting the, the appearance in the Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe they'll happening. go back-to-back -back wins, too. Who knows? What, uh, what Where's the venue next year? Do we know? Uh, hopefully New England, but we'll see. Uh <laughs> 2023 Super Bowl. Let's see. Oh, they already have a date set. Sunday, February 12th, uh, 2000 2023. Wow. It is at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. 
you know, if the Cardinals maybe don't keep trying to piss off Kyler Murray, maybe. I don't think they'll do it, though. Now, is that an indoor facility or an outdoor one in, in Arizona? I believe that's indoor. Now you're really testing me, though. Well, that's, that's great because you can you can probably line that up with um, with the All-Star Weekend and then the Coyotes can just play in that building the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. That'll be the last weekend, right? Yeah. So. Do the Coyotes still exist by that Super Bowl? Yes. As the Coyotes? Y- yes. A- as an Arizona-based franchise, maybe not. You think they'll be the the White Horse Coyotes or what? Ah, the Houston Coyotes. Come on. They have a Coyotes in Houston? Do they have many Coyotes I, in Arizona? I doubt they just stopped I guess at the they probably, probably more than any other state, you would think. It'd be weird to name your team after them if they're, if they're not really around. What state has the most Coyotes? I'm going to go New Mexico. Yeah, that actually was my guess, too. Top five states for coyote hunting. Well, maybe that's the best bet. I don't know. Uh, Nevada, apparently. Nevada is ridiculous when it comes to coyote hunting. I don't know what that means. Anyway, yeah. What were we talking about? Um, how the coyotes are going to play in the Cardinals indoor football stadium oh, uh, in the second half of next year. Well, if they're lucky, yeah. So that, that's that's picking up some steam by by all accounts. Uh, the, that is the Coyotes calling bluff on 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 the city of Glendale and the city of Glendale sitting there with pocket aces going, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> you uh, you keep thinking that we're they're calling bluff. In. Yeah, the Coyotes seem to think the city's bluffing. The Coyotes the Coyotes are the most degenerate gambler personality. You know what I mean? Like ridiculous. Like just betting the house on the ponies. Oh yeah. Uh, Betting a house on unicorns actually more likely it seems like, but well, that wouldn't be the worst bet. Yeah. Um, the the official agreement has has now been rectified, and and Gary Bettman has come forward and spoken on the matter, and it sounds like uh, this is really going to happen because when I think it was what two or three episodes ago we were talking about this and how it was being tabled as an option and uh i'm not gonna lie like even then while we were talking about it it was like yeah but it's not gonna happen you know what i mean like it's it's out there it's it's a nice safety net but we're never gonna get to that point something will happen they'll go back to glendale or they'll move and uh according to gary bettman no they're they're just gonna be content playing uh nhl hockey in an arena about the same size as uh, the SR Center in Sault Ste. Marie. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. That's that's really cool. It, it's a laundry list of, of options to choose from. The most embarrassing thing to happen to the NHL? Yeah. Didn't we already talk about this? I feel like we already talked about this. I, I like it's a, it's it's up there in a sense. Um but like the financial stuff to me is nowhere near as embarrassing as like the the Blackhawk stuff that's happening right now. Like you know what I mean? I, I don't I don't know. Um, there's a lot of like blatant things that they have direct control over too. That they've just like a lot of player safety things over the years uh, or lack thereof. Um, I, I I don't know. I I don't. Uh, maybe it's because I I don't 
care so much about the money aspect of the league that I'm not so concerned about it. But, um, it, like, it, it is just hard to imagine any other sport doing this. But on another note, like, like I don't know, there, there have been some ridiculous circumstances of other teams playing in weird venues too. Uh, the Cow to, to make it work. Uh, well, like, yeah, like, you know, the, the Raptors playing in bleachers at the Rogers Center, or at Sky Dome at the time, I think is one of my favorites too, right? Mm-hmm. And look where they are now, they're doing great, but, uh, I don't really know that the Coyotes have that sort of success story coming. I'm quite honest I with you. shock this podcaster, that's Well, sure. no, that's, I mean, uh, like, put it this way, the Raptors, uh, tried to make it work for as long as the Coyotes have been trying to make it work, and the Raptors, uh made it work so the superior animal really if, if you think about it so um well yeah one of them doesn't exist anymore for sure hmm. which is a tough one it's <laughs> that's remember that, remember that really that, doesn't do it any favors in that argument remember that show on discovery network where they just like think up two different things to fight each other and they'd simulate it and try to figure out who wins very vaguely yeah raptor coyote let's go let's see what happens i remember uh, during Shark Week one year, they had a show that was just titled Bear versus Shark, okay? <laughs> and I realized that's, this... That, hey, that's one way to pull an audience in. Oh, <laughs> it gets... It get Like, wait, just let me tell you. Okay, so... Um, I was working at Sport Check at the time, and I was, like, going through the, uh, the PVR, and I noticed this on the PVR, and I... I uh, turned my headset back on because I was on lunch at the time, and I said, "Hey, uh, I just got a question for everyone here. There's a show on the Discovery Channel called Bear vs. Shark, and then, like, who who wins that fight? And luckily, the store manager was not working that day because he would have been very annoyed that the next 25 minutes of the headset had nothing to do with the store. It was literally just this debate." Of everyone trying, like over the headset, instead of just getting in a in a room together, and uh, and discussing it, so they talked and talked, and I turned my headset off because I was on my lunch, and uh, I turned it back on to shatter everyone's world that was hoping to go home and watch it. Yeah, guys, I tried watching it. Uh, it's actually just Bear Grills is swimming with sharks. <laughs> But they they got me. They pulled me in. I'm like, this is going to be the greatest show in the history of television. <laughs> and I turned it on, and it's just, hey, I'm Bear Grylls. And it's like, you son of a bitch. Good guy, though. It just cuts to a scene of a helicopter lowering a bear into, like, the fucking ocean. Yeah, like, I was genuinely hoping what it was going to be was, like, a bunch of, like, scientists just, like, giving their opinion on, like, if the two ever met in combat... Who's the more, like, ferocious... Who's the cut-up piece of ham? Who's, yeah, who's... Who's who's, who's gonna be the cut-up ham? Who's, yeah. who's carved up? Right. Um, I mean, we already know the answer to this question, though. Okay. Bear versus shark. Sure. It's shark. I don't remember what my answer was at the time, but I would say shark, too. And here's why. Because okay. Because we, we already know... We already know that the tuna would take down a lion if it got on land. Do we know that? Yeah. Yeah, eh? They develop a breathing apparatus. Maybe not maybe not days, but hours. 
we can go oh, we can go short. yeah okay you it know? took me a second there yeah and i think it goes without saying that a shark is more powerful than a tuna so i'm, I'm gonna take the shark in that match yeah it's just it's hard to envision i mean like the whole thing is like one needs the water you know mm-hmm. like a shark's not gonna be able to make it work and then you put a bear in water like bears can swim pretty good but can they fight in water to the tune of a shark? Like, I don't... That's tough. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure a bear could fuck up a, a tuna in the water, you know, but... Uh, Wait, fully grown? That's <laughs> tough. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I feel just like, a, you know, if a bear had to defend itself in water, I'm sure it could. But could it fuck up a shark? That's just hard for me to buy. Right. You know? So you have to take... Like, that's the whole thing, is water fucks up the whole argument. Mm. And if you put... Like, if somehow a shark grew legs... Right. And was on land, and was fine. Like, versus a bear, I don't know if I'm quite as convinced that a shark is as deadly. But it probably is. I don't know. I've eaten shark. Okay. It's pretty good. Have you eaten bear? No. Mm. I imagine pretty gamey. <laughs> It'd have to be, right? And and the shark was fishy? Surprisingly, no. I would say it's good. It is like the texture of almost like tuna, but it tastes more like red meat. It was good. Like, yeah. Hmm. Had it twice. And now it's on the endangered species list. So right. I didn't help Yeah, that cause, unfortunately. But no bear, right? Never had I've never eaten bear. I think that's the next move then for you. Is eating bear? Yeah, then you can compare the two. Is there a shop in Thunder Bay that you can buy weird meats like venison and whatnot? I would imagine. Yeah? Yeah. Where can I buy bear meat in Thunder Bay? So reminds me of Greg Wachinski's dad typing in how to fix my lawnmower. It's a it's a John Deere dot com instead of Googling because he didn't know how to fucking work the internet. Butcher shops, North Country. I'll, I'll give him a call. All right. See if they got any bear. Well, speaking of uh, taking a bite out of a bear, um, that transition was strictly for the two people that stuck with us throughout the bear-shark conversation. Um, yeah, a lot of people think this is a Shark Week yeah. podcast now. Uh, Duke Rask retired. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's done. That's too bad. Uh, the right call, for sure. Yeah. that uh, That didn't go so well. I mean, like, I watched his comeback game. He played. He played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like, I I was like, oh yeah, give the give this guy a couple weeks. Uh, but turns out, uh, the more he played, the worse he felt, and then the worse he played. Um, so yeah, he he knows it's over, and I respect that for sure. Um, you know, I I I don't know if we've ever actually had this conversation on the podcast. I really really respect when a guy just knows that. Even he probably could still play in that league, but just kind of says, you know what, I want to just go out 
the way I was kind of thing, you know? So I do like that from Tuca where it's just kind of, I'm going to move on. I know it's time and, and he knows his limits and, and good on him, I think, in a way. Hall of Famer? He is for me. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. It's tough, eh? Yeah, I mean, like, are weird. like, like, here's the thing, though, is, like, my argument, well, I mean, first off, you know, we've had this conversation before, like, there are, there are reasons why I don't think other really good goalies of his genre, of his uh, era, sorry, uh, shouldn't, should make the Hall, or shouldn't make the Hall of Fame, uh, and Tuca's a very similar goaltender, and for me, it's literally almost just coming down to eye tests, so at a certain point, like, like yeah, like like Pekka should be in, I think, and uh, if Pekka's in, Tuka's in for me. I think they're pretty similar careers. The difference for me is that I well, I think Tuka was a way better goaltender, but um, the numbers are comparable. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. I, I, both with a with a Vesna win each. Uh, Tuka's he's got the cup ring, but we you know we all no one really attributes that run to him. Yeah, I'm sure he helped, but... Yeah, well, and you know what? I think there's just something to be said for getting there, too. Almost when you're a goalie. Like, like Pekka wasn't very good, that cup run. But, like, he was the goalie. He got there. Like, he was the goalie. Like, you know, so... Tuka did it twice. Yeah, I guess he did, actually. I never really considered that, too. Yeah. Well, he's been to three cup finals, I guess. But only really played in two... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's why they hate him is that they lose every time he's right. in the net, I guess. Yeah, he, he, he replaced the good guy that won the cup yeah well mm-hmm. oh yeah because he was definitely going to play forever uh, 44 years old when he came in the league all time leader in Bruins wins not bad for an original six franchise to yeah. have your name on top of that uh, that list um, and uh, hey you know the good news uh, for uh, Leaf fans is uh, Justin Pogue still playing yeah. So we know who won the trade. Yeah. Eat it. Like, Tuca's worst season was a 9-12. Hmm. The league average is typically 9-08. So you're saying he was, fucking he was good. above average. He was fucking very good. Um, yeah, I, I really like Tuca Rask. Like, I, I have been a really big fan of his for a lot of years. He's... Honest to God, I would probably say, other than maybe Ray Bork, he's probably my favorite Bruin ever. Savard is up there, too. But, hmm. um, yeah, he's he's among my favorite goalies, too. Like, I, I, I love the dude. I, I love the way he played. Uh, very reliable. Um, it's it's a big loss for the Bruins, in a way. Like, it's their, uh, you know, they've been winning despite him the last, uh, well, this year, I guess. Um Despite his absence, I guess. But, like, it, it does sort of signify the torch at least starting to be passed on from, like, the greats. You know what I mean? Like, they've moved on from Lucic and all these guys as the years have gone on. But, uh, Chara and Tuca leaving, you know what I mean, in the span of 18 months here. It's it's really, you know, this, this is a changing team. Mm-hmm. And who knows how much longer Bergeron's there, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and at least for the next six games, they'll be without Brad Marchand as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, Brad Marchand, a little bit of hot water. Yeah, I really liked that uh, that Kaylee girl or whatever the the Bruins fan there. 
uh, tweeting a couple weeks ago when Marshawn was, you know, had that week where he was doing a bunch of fun stuff. And, uh, Lambo. Whatever he, yeah, whatever it was he did. And, uh, she's like, you know, he's been doing fun stuff like this for years. People just hate him for no reason. And I will never, for the rest of my life, forget that tweet. For no reason, this girl said. No reason. There's no reason to hate Brad Marchand. There's none. Okay. He is the most hateable fucking athlete I've ever seen in my entire life, probably. My, um... My girlfriend's mother texted me sure. a few days ago and said, I just heard a term. I don't know what it means. What is slew footing? Mm-hmm. And I tried to Neat. explain it over text, right? You're, Lisa texted you that? Yeah. And I, I I know she's watching the Olympics. She's very inquisitive, eh? Like, oh, yeah. uh, I like now that. Now that she's retired, she wants to know everything. Ah, oh, she's awesome. I figured, uh, well, she's really into the Olympics, and I figured, oh, something must have happened in, in an Olympic game. Somebody got slew-footed. She didn't mm-hmm. know what it meant. So, I try to explain to her, and then I, I find on YouTube this compilation Examples video, <laughs> but it's just Brad Marchand. No, it's not. Oh, man. And I, I know she doesn't know who he is, so I wasn't trying to, like be that guy. But I just, I sent it, and I said, Here, here's an example of, of what it looks like if you want to if you want to see it. I'm at their house the next day, and she's telling me, I, I oh, did something happen in Olympics? And she's, she goes off on this tangent about, no, they're talking about this Brad Marchand guy <laughs> on the TV, and, and all the things he's done, and all the money he's lost to, to all these suspensions, and they kept talking about slew footing, and, and the video you sent me was just him, and this is what they were talking about. It was crazy. The idea that people, like, the only people that don't hate this guy are Boston fans. And... Like, it's, it, you know what, honestly, it's frustrating because he's a skilled hockey player. And there, there's a, a line that he likes to dance a, along, and every once in a while he'll put a toe over the edge. And many other players put a toe over the edge. But with Brad Marchand, it's just like this this weird obsession with jumping head first into the deep end for no apparent reason. Like, what, what what could you possibly be so mad about at Tristan Yari in a, a, a early February regular season game on a Wednesday night that caused you to just lose your marbles and, and, and think that what you were doing was acceptable? This isn't. This wasn't a playoff game where, you know, you've been battling night after night and you just had enough of the guys under your skin and you, and you blow up. This was a Wednesday night in February. Mm-hmm. And 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 this was the outcome. How how does that happen? How how do you get that worked up about something? To 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 go to those lengths to put, not only punch a guy in the head, sucker punch a guy in the head, but to swing your stick. Uh-huh. Uh, up in the throat, head area. Six games not enough. He's a he's a bad guy. Like I don't really know what, like like I I I don't know. Like it, it's the whole, it's the whole shit where. With Matt Cook, all those years where it's like yeah, but you know what? Like, oh, it's just the way he plays. He's got to play that way to stay in the league or whatever. And then like, 
uh, okay, then maybe he shouldn't be in the league. Like, have we ever considered that maybe he's not a very good fucking hockey player then? And like, Matt Cook wasn't. I think that's the big difference. Here. Not, not, not great. No, but he's but yeah, hundred points. But but you're right. Yeah, yeah like. So, th- so that's what I'm getting at, is that uh, these types of people are just genuinely so fucking rotten that they can't control themselves from doing this type of shit. So, like, no one is ever going to win me over on Brad Marchand. Never, you're never going to. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I Like, I, I saw it and I was like, is Tristan Jari okay? And everyone's like, yeah. Okay, then that's all I really care about because it's the same shit. I've seen this video before, many times. Happens a couple times a year minimum. So, you know, now that's the thing too. Was the whole well, he's the most individually suspended player in the history of the NHL. Yeah, and and that's about fifteen percent of the times he should have gotten suspended for stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's just it too. All the stuff that's gone unchecked. This guy probably should have missed like thirty percent of his career up to this point like you you see players that uh, developed a reputation like I, I think of a Rafi Torres sure where you just the guy's throwing hits that you know okay maybe maybe 10 years ago that's fine but we got to a you know a time in the game where it was very clear and evident that certain things can't happen for safety reasons and guys are losing their careers and stuff like that and and he continued to do it, and eventually earned him a nice big suspension. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd consider Rafi Torres a dirtier player than Brad Marchand. Uh, mm. Dirtier? Ooh. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like, in the totality of what he would do on a night-to-night basis, no. But it was ridiculous how they're like, okay, well, like, uh, so we're going to give you ten games, and... The next time you do anything even closest, we're just going to give you 20. He's like, oh, okay. And then, like, three months later, he did it. And they're like, okay. So we're just going to give it 40 next time. Oh, okay. And then they legitimately gave him, like, 40 games one time. Like, yeah. Okay, like, you do this again, we might, like, kick you out of the league. And he's like, oh, okay. And then running around a little bit. Like, I, I don't know. It's, uh... I, I, don't, I don't know that he did all that type of shit. You know, I think there's a difference between maybe Brad Marchand doing stuff that, uh, you know, probably isn't going to kill anybody. Whereas Rafi Torres was kind of, you know, committing attempted murder every few months. Uh, Whoa! But, uh, well, I mean, like, it was pretty bad. Like, he, he's... Rafi Torres is responsible for at least three of the ten worst hits in the history of the NHL, I would say. Like, he... he it was pretty fucking bad. But... You know, does that make Marshawn stuff uh, defensible? Because he's not as, like, you know, uh, trying to actually murder people. Like, you know what I mean? What, what are we talking about here? Comparing uh, killers? I don't really know. Like, I, like, obviously, I'm taking that a little far with Marshawn. But, um, but, he, but he's doing things that are, you know, going to create quite a bit of harm to the person that, mm-hmm. you know, he's doing them to. In yeah. a lot of cases. Like, he's doing a lot of dangerous things. Yeah. Slew footing's very dangerous. Oh, yeah. Like, very. You're you're taking a 230-pound person down, not protected, where they're probably going to smack their head off the fucking ice. Mm-hmm. It's not good. At high speed. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
with uh, blades on their feet. For sure. I don't know if anyone's told <laughs> you about how that. How is this still a sport? Yeah. Yeah. I, I and, and, you know, like, just a little sidebar here, because I, I saw this pop up all over the feed. Uh, there, were, there was a, a couple of games there where the, the kicking motion came into play. Mm-hmm. And I don't recall which player it was, but but his foot was essentially off the ice, and he was kind of on one leg, and it hit his skate and it went in the net, and there, there was no motion. His his foot was just up in the air, mm-hmm. and they called it no goal, and the outpour of just how how can this not be? There's no kicking motion. It's why isn't this a goal? And I'm sitting there, thinking about a world, in which. Professional athletes are swinging their feet three feet off the ice mm-hmm. around goaltenders who are on their knees, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do we? How, how, like, how is uh, there a large enough popula- portion of the population of hockey fans that think that it's just okay to go swinging your feet around? Yeah. To to kick a puck. There there was like I I, I can't remember if it was just a tweet a tweet thread or if it was actually an article months back of someone just being like you know what maybe it's time to rethink the whole kicking rule thing and like no yeah like i realize it's an arbitrary reason uh to disallow a goal uh but if we tell guys that it's okay to go kicking around uh, the goalies uh you know wrists and stuff like that yeah 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 you think bad stuff's happened before it's not gonna yeah you, i think there's, we're not we're not gonna have a sport here in a few years there, 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 i think there's room to maybe reward it in the sense that as long as the skate is still on the ice you know a, a motion or something like you know i'm good with it the way it is it. yeah i don't know yeah there's been very few called back like like put it this way i think more kicking motions are allowed than non-kicking motions are called off okay you know yeah that's fair at least when i watch it i don't know this this is not a rule that often annoys me mm-hmm. put it that way um but yeah, Brad Marchand, six games, he he is appealing uh, as he feels that his actions were not well, suspendable. They got, they got a union, whatever, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not um, fault again. Holds up? <laughs> yeah, okay. I, would, I would think so. It'd be funny if they gave him more. It'd be funny if they, that was a thing that they could do. I think they like, could, technically. Oh yeah, let's review it again. And, like Gary Batman's just like, well, I don't know, I'm probably going to give you like ten games, to be honest with you, that'd be hilarious. You know what, the first time, I only saw the second <laughs> punch, so I thought that was six games on its own. Yeah, they showed him the wrong video. Yeah. Alright, we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see what, what happens there, uh, but for, for now, he's, he, he, you know, the Bruins won't be out without him for the next six, um, which is a substantially... A uh, smaller amount of time than the Edmonton Oilers will be without Dave Tippett, uh, who has been relieved mm. of his duties yep. in, in Edmonton. Oh, Remember this team? We didn't talk about them last week. Um, it's just the same shit on t- this podcast. We, t- we took a week off the of the Oilers talk, but we're back. We got to come up with like a little, uh, little, you know, like you know how Hawking in Canada just had a had revolving door of the, of the same like nine garbage fucking topics on this podcast, yeah. eh? Yeah. Like, next week it'll be Evander Kane and Jack Eichel again. Or Tom Wilson. You know, Don Cherry will tweet something. Like, it's, you know, it's oh, just happy the birthday, same. Don Cherry. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, rest in piss. Wow. Uh, Whoa, no, of... actually, it's February 13th, isn't it? No, he celebrated his birthday. 
couple days ago. No, but it's February 13th right now, oh, isn't apparently, it? Apparently, yeah. Hey, happy birthday, Matt. Isn't it Matt Sundin's birthday? Sure yeah. There it is. Happy birthday, Matt Sundin. What does that make him? 48? If I had to guess. 48. I don't know. Is he 50 now? I, I don't. I actually have no he's idea. 90, I think he's a 72 kid. He's 51. 51. Happy 51st, Matt's. My guy. There it is. I bought a um, Shane Corson jersey this week. It's on its way to Thunder Bay, Ontario. Where are you going to wear that? Thanks, thanks, Mike. Uh, I am going to wear it. Uh, I I think I'm going to wear it to the Bare Naked Ladies concert this summer in Toronto. <laughs> okay. Is that the most Canadian thing I've ever done or what? It's up there, right? It's got to be close. Yeah. 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 I thought about wearing it to the Foo Fighters, but that'll be too hot. And I'm going to get drunk afterwards, and I feel like I, you know, I want the course in Jersey protected. Right. Right. So I'm gonna wear bare naked ladies. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um. Yeah, Dave Tibbet out in Edmonton. Ken Holland has officially fired his first coach after wow 37 years as a that's GM. That's true, eh? That's nuts. Congrats, Ken. Way to pop the cherry, Ken. Congrats, Ken. Um, couldn't couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, <laughs> too. Actually, I have to add, like as much as I'm like not necessarily uh, like on the Dave Tippett should be coaching the Oilers train. Dave Tippett is a great dude by all accounts, but seems uh, like a lovely gentleman. Yeah, like every every story I've ever heard about Dave Tippett, he's the nicest guy, and his wife is nicer. Too bad. Uh, Jay Woodcroft, uh, yeah, as interim coach, uh, yeah, with, without Dave. Um, there, a lot has been made about Connor McDavid. And the number of coaches that he's gone through. Oh, for the love of Christ! Here with, we go. With the Oilers. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Oh boy, what Ryan, is the number now? Ryan Nugent Hopkins has played twelve years for the Edmonton Oilers. That long already? Eh? You sure? Twelve? Yeah. Okay. This is year twelve. Okay. Yeah. What? He was first overall pick in twenty thirteen. It is 2022. It's nine years. But it wasn't 2013, though. He's 2011, isn't he? So I think I'm actually proving your point for you. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Okay, anyway, go on. He's He's been in the league since 2011. Okay. Okay, 11 years. Okay. Yeah. How many coaches do you think he's had in that time? Fuck. It... It's got to be, like, s- more than six, I would say. Let's, well... Dave Tippett. Jay Woodcroft. Uh, Todd Nelson. Um, Tom Rennie. Dallas Eakins. Ralph Kruger. What is that, seven already? And I, I feel like I'm forgetting a bit. Like, Craig McTavish coach a game in there, maybe? <laughs> how, like, how many is it? Did you say Todd McClellan? No, oh, no, I didn't. Oh, my God. Did you say Ken Hitchcock? When was that? <laughs> Ken Hitchcock coached the Oilers? Yeah. When the hell was that? Uh, he took over from Todd McClellan in 2018-2019. Shut up. Ken Hitchcock is like the Paul Coffey of coaches, where it's like a good long career with a couple teams, and then at the end, he just did everything. 
He was just everywhere doing anything. So what is it? Is it nine? Eight coaches in 11 years for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Pretty cool. And yeah, and people wonder why the guy never got any better for a long mm, time. I, yeah. I really fucking wonder. What a shock. I don't want to talk about this team anymore, but like... Well, you know my thoughts. Does this help at all? Does this help? Yeah. No, it, it's too late. Like, I can't see a scenario. I don't know if I'm the most pessimistic person on the earth by saying this or something, but, like, it's too late. It's over. It's over in Edmonton. I'm convinced. Um, however, I don't hate the hire. I don't know, actually. I, like, I've, I've been reading a little bit about Jay Wood, uh, Woodcroft over the years. Uh, seem, I don't know. Seems like an interesting coach. Seems like a decent guy. I do think it's incredibly funny that he celebrated uh, his first game as the Oilers head coach by uh, playing like five forwards more than Dreisaitl and, and McDavid. I think that's the funniest fucking thing uh, that I've ever heard, honestly. Like, of anything he could have done, it was uh, cut down their ice time. I thought that was cool. But, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Hey, like, try something new, like, right? like, does it help? I don't know. I, I think he probably is a better coach than Dave Tippett, but Dave Tippett was like, is like problem number seven with mm -hmm. the Oilers, you know, like it, it's, uh, but, but like he, he, I don't know, he clearly didn't seem to have a very good grasp of the situation anymore, you know, the, the night I knew it was over was the night where he blamed Koskinen when they lost 4-1 in New York, when they lost 4-1, 4-1. And he's blaming their goaltender. I, I, I knew it was over for Tippett then. Like, I, it doesn't really seem like he has. Anytime you blame a goalie in a, in a night... Uh, well, anytime you blame a goalie, it's usually the bad sign. But if you blame a goalie on a night where it's like really not their fault... Uh, like, I don't know. It reminds me of Randy Carlisle. Mm -hmm. um, they're a point out of the playoffs as it stands. So Really? Yeah pretty good actually um if you look at their games in hand within their division you know they they can easily catch anaheim they they're on pace with mm -hmm. la um it certainly isn't out of the realm of possibility that they can scratch their way back into the playoffs at this point you've got the trade deadline coming up maybe you can bring in some help mm -hmm. it's gonna be tough especially if you got ken holland there running the ship um but it, it to me it's it's already like you could if you make the playoffs, that's great because anything can happen in the playoffs. We saw it last year. Okay, mm -hmm. you just you get in, you throw darts at the dartboard, you see what happens. Mm -hmm. But to me, from from a from a, a long term franchise like fan based approach, this is already a failure. This the season is a failure at this point. The fact mm -hmm. that you had to fire a coach mid-season when you know the two best players arguably are on the, on the roster and you're scraping by is a failure and i know a lot has been made a lot of connections have been have been brought about you know oh well you know look look what happened in pittsburgh it, it took them firing the coach and replacing the coach mid-season before they could you know get over the hump get that cup sure 
but that was what Crosby's second head coach by that point was Dan Bilesma, and and maybe third. Even if it was the fourth, like whatever. Yeah, third at most. I would I would think this this is coach five. Like it's just it's it's such a tire fire, and the problem is is like the, you you keep peeling off the layers. You keep going up and up and up the ladder. Uh, you're gonna get to the top, and you can't replace that guy. <laughs> he owns the team, so you just start over again with the same broken philosophy, and nobody's really doing much to to change the narrative here, mm-hmm. except for you know a couple of the guys on the ice that can't change the narrative by themselves. So, yeah, this this season ultimately is a failure for me. They they could win out the rest of the season. It's already a failure to me. Plain and simple. Speaking of failed seasons, the Montreal Canadiens have fired their head coach. Holy hell. Dominique Ducharme. Oh, boy, this was quite the week, eh? (laughs) Man, I was thinking about it, like, of all the weeks we could have done our mid-season awards. Mm -hmm. It's the week with a bunch of news. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep, they fired Dominique Ducharme. Dominique Ducharme out in Montreal. It says here they they hired a peewee coach to replace him. Uh, Was it me? No, you you coach midget, my guy. Um, Not called that anymore. U eighteen. Oh right, I'm no, so sorry. It's fine. Um, Marty Saint Louis brought in to replace Dominic Ducharme. Now I'm looking at the hockey reference page right now. Okay. And Marty Saint Louis did not play for the Habs. So no, I don't know. How despite this is their allowed. best efforts, how, I don't, I'm not sure how they're allowed to hire him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to look into that a little deeper, but. Uh, it is confusing in, in, in all regards, uh, except for the fact that I do believe Marty St. Louis speaks French. Mm-hmm. So that he might have been the only coach. Available. Sure do. That, that might have been the only one. I'm not sure. Because Claude Julien, he's back with the Olympic team now. He's good. They couldn't hire him. Um, I think that's all the French coaches. Michel Therrien, I don't know what he's up to these days. It's just it's just the three of them. I'm pretty sure. Michelle Terrian, I believe, is an assistant for the Flyers. Okay, so he's busy. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, Donald Ducharme wins less games over the course of this full season than he did in the single playoff run last uh, spring. Right. That's got to be a, some sort of a record. Well, I, I would more phrase it: he lost less in the playoff run than he did this season. I don't know if he necessarily won more in the playoff run, if you get my drift there, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 I was on board with the Ducharme hiring because I thought that, uh, well, you know, an, an interesting young coach that uh, had some different ideas. And uh, turns out those ideas were not uh, successful. So, um, you know, I mean, the, the roster necessarily wasn't very good. Uh, you know, am, am I saying that I would go out and hire Dominique Ducharme? Probably not. But, um, yeah, it was worth a try. It didn't work. I get Bruce I mean, Cassidy. I mean, I guess it did work, but it's not working right now. I, so. I, I get Bruce Cassidy vibes with, with Ducharme. I could see him, like, ten years from now just resurfacing yeah. as a head coach, having some success maybe. There, There is something with Ducharme, and I've heard people say it. Like, I just don't really know how, how like, to even articulate it necessarily. There's something with him that's just, like, kind of shiny and dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if he really, like inspires the most confidence 
necessarily, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, but he, he's a fairly young guy, so um, he may bounce back. Seemed like a guy that had a lot of outside-the-box thinking, some, some, some cool ideas, I mean, the, and that, might, might just have to learn how to play the game the right way, and then... That's the thing, though, is like that was the understanding of him in junior but i don't really know that he did anything with montreal where i was no. like oh that's that's interesting like he was very vanilla i thought and uh i don't know maybe he was maybe he was too afraid to try some stuff or um i, I keep coming back to this it's also possible that you know he knew the team wasn't very good and wasn't really sure what to do with that mm-hmm. uh, he might be the type of guy where if you give him a a great roster then look what he can do with it kind of thing you know I, I like I like I think I think that's Sheldon Keefe for me like I, I think if the Leafs didn't have some of the pieces that they have I don't think he knows necessarily what the hell he would do with like an average roster um, but he's doing a really good job with a good team you know? yeah it's the same with Brindamore Brindamore perfect example Brindamore if that team had a weaker roster I don't think he necessarily could. I don't think he's an X's and O's coach, put it that way. Mm-hmm. And with Ducharme, I'm I'm curious with that. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what, what his future holds as a coach. Uh, like you said, he, by all accounts, still very young. Lots of runaway, I'm sure, left in his career, and he'll end up somewhere. I, I have to imagine. Um, Habs. Last time we talked, uh, we we mentioned about how they and Arizona were. Uh, neck and neck for the bottom of the standings. Oh, the toilet bowl. Um, the Habs losing again tonight against Columbus is now seven in a row. They are quickly approaching the Mendoza line, mm-hmm. which I don't think is ever wow. a problem in hockey for a team. I've never heard the Mendoza line referenced in hockey. We're getting close. Imagine a goalie being below the Mendoza Ooh. line. That would be really be the only time, I guess, where you could see that in a stat. It would but have that's, to, like, next to impossible. It would have to be, like, a situation where you come in and relieve... Fucking, you, you, fucking even David Ayers was above the Mendoza line, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, fuck's gonna hit you if you're wearing pads. You'd have to come in, like, mid-game, face ten shots, I'll save one of them. <laughs> that's nuts. Cool. Well... Here's hoping. The Habs now below uh, .250 for the points percentage on the season. Um, I don't know if you've heard anything. You're you're the super fan between the two of us. Where did Marty St. Louis come from? Is it simply as, as simple as saying that he speaks French and that's why he got the job? He has he been. Area? No, he's been on the radar of teams' front offices for different sort of roles. Um... He's someone that I... What happened here with Marty St. Louis is Marty St. Louis is someone that was probably always going to coach an NHL team, but he skipped a couple steps to get there. And the only logical explanation I have for you is that he is very good friends with Kent Hughes. Uh, Their sons play together at uh, Northeastern, I think. Um... That's the only explanation I have, because he's not someone that, um, you know, like, if the if the Oilers fired Tippett before, you know, would Marty St. Louis have been in the conversation for that job? No. You know, but, um, yeah, the French thing helps a lot. 
I, I, I don't know. I think that they're kind of trying to hit a home run on this one, too, out of nowhere. Um, this almost reminds me of, like, a Mark Bergevin move where it's just like, wow, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then and then St. Louis goes up and wins the fucking Jack Adams or some shit. So, I don't know. Uh, do I think it's going to work? Uh, quite honestly, even though he's my favorite player of all time, no, I don't. But um, we'll see. He, he certainly has the temperament for it. I will say that. Um, as I heard referenced on a, a, a different podcast, uh, I think he, the, the, the worst case scenario here in Montreal is that you bring on Marty St. Louis as this, by all accounts, uh, nobody mm-hmm. in the coaching world. Um, and it works. Mm-hmm. And you pull yourself out of the basement, and you give up those lottery odds. Like, I, I don't know. You you talk about you know the Marty being buddies with uh, Kent there, and uh, I don't also wonder if it's kind of like a, yeah, we could probably use the thirty percent lottery odds. So here's the reins. And sure. Just get us there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you get a little bit of experience behind the bench. And we get a better lottery pick. And I gotta say, I don't hate the hiring. Yeah, I I, I don't hate it. Like there are a lot of things to like, um, but on paper, this is very much a uh, money ball move in the sense that everyone is just gonna look at this and kind of scratch their fucking head. Is this an interim tag, or did he get the... I believe it is an interim tag, okay. yes. So we'll yes. have to see what happens. I, like, I don't know if they... Uh, I don't know if they use the word interim, but they, I believe, explicitly stated that it is for the remainder of the season. So Fair enough. Um, from a couple of uh, firings to uh, one really cool hiring, uh, Cammy Granado. On as yeah. assistant general manager in Vancouver, uh, Vancouver. It's ladies' night, making some moves. I like it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, night moves. Yeah, um, she will. Uh, yeah, it's it's what of, of the three assistant GM positions now. It's uh, two of them are, are held by women in Vancouver. That's I right. only know of the two, Castonge and uh, okay. Renato. Maybe maybe they just had the two then. Yeah. Um, you love to see it. Um, Cameron Granado, obviously, was working as, as a scout with uh, Seattle up until this point, so mm-hmm. in the area. Um, but uh, more yeah, importantly... Yeah, well, and but, their, their house is in uh, Trail, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Near, nearby-ish. Get to, see the, get to see the kids, you know, get to get to go to the games, have have the career, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray's never home, but that's that's different. different well, actually, the hilarious thing about that house is uh, none of them are ever home. I oh. don't really know who's... Uh, who watches the kids? I like. I, I know. Like, Ray's got older kids, but Ray and Cammy have younger children. I think too, right? Like, they recently had kids in the last like twelve years, kind of thing. I feel like. Like, I feel like they have a couple young kids, but I could yeah, be wrong. Can't be say. I can't say I've been tracking Ray's kids per year uh, average. Uh, you know. I. They are the only duo, him and Gord, that I listen to the game with the sound on always. Hmm. So you learn, he, he's only... You hear some things. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's they do enough Ottawa games that are 7-1 in the second period. And he's like, you know, well, Gord, uh, was that Chipotle last night, eh? And I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. Remember that time I walked into a window? Yeah, no, we've, we've heard that one a few times now. Yeah. Um, 
so uh, yeah, no, just something I wanted to make sure we got in there uh, on, on the docket. Ken Grano going to going to Vancouver, really cool. Yeah, I, I and actually do think it's a good hiring. I yeah. I, I like Cameron Granado a lot. She's a very smart person. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I uh, I like what Vancouver's doing, mm-hmm. and uh, the good news is too is I actually like a lot of their core pieces that they have there. I'm, I'm skeptical about some of them to some degree, but um, they have a decent foundation to start with too. So, I I don't hate where Vancouver's headed right now. It's it'll be interesting. I, I think the the biggest mountain to climb at this point is Mount is just, Bruce. No, a <laughs> <laughs> thing will erupt in the playoffs. So get ready. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think it's honestly just trying to get yourself out of that cap situation that you've been left with because yeah, um, the pieces that you do have that you yeah. talked about, like <laughs> thank God they're on entry level contracts. A couple of them, otherwise you'd you'd be in deep water for sure. But um, some. Some no movement clauses, some no trade clauses, some big money, some big years, and it's gonna be tough to get out of that. But if you can, if you can find a way, I think you're right. Like there, there's a, a really good foundation to, to build from, mm-hmm. and uh, like you, looks like you might have the goalie part figured out. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Hall of Famer back there, but he seems to be doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the number one centerman. You got a stud on D that you know can can be flashy and you know Drew Doughty esque in the sense that you know maybe he's not defending too well on his own end, but you know he's helping out in the other end, and uh, it could work out for them. Like th- that, you know that that was the Pittsburgh model: get the goalie, get the centerman, get the defenseman. And LA did the same thing. Chicago, similar similar lines. So could be there. Tampa, yeah. Tampa, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, Tampa, Tampa ended up having two of each. Uh, was the secret there? Tampa's, you know, Steve Eisman said, "Well, hell, it's double down." Wow. Uh, They've only got one of the stud defensemen right now, though, because Bogo's out. So right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Top three pick. That's put my some, guy. Put some respect on it. That's my guy. Um. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mentioned midseason awards. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh it's, hell yeah! It's time. Let's go. I think I overthought my list. Oh yeah. Just, just a caveat. I'm gonna preface. Well, the good the good news is is I uh, I told you earlier I forgot to prep mine, um, but I've paid quite a bit of attention to the NHL over the last uh, few weeks, so I didn't really have to uh, to think super super long. So. Yeah, I don't know. We we did what we did six six total awards. Sure. Did. I think in the past we've we've added a couple and subtracted a couple for mid season. I think one time we maybe did nine or ten, but uh, we're just doing six today. We're just keeping it to the to the simples. Okay, your yeah. Mark Messi Leadership Award winner. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start? Um, the order I have them in is Vesna, Norris, Selkie, Calder, Adams, Hart. You you just call them out. Vesna Trophy Award. This is uh, the award for the best goaltender in the NHL as voted on by the GMs. I wonder how close I actually was to that wording. Something I've I've classically done very well at. Mm. Uh, Listeners will know. Uh, My Vesna picks. Always. Uh, (laughs) Always. No, but it's your preseason predictions that... I, I don't really know if you've sunk a goalie in your midseason awards mm. before, but I will go back and figure that out. Have you? Uh, <laughs> do, do Do you recall who my preseason Vesna pick was this year? Uh 
Bobrovsky? No. No. That would have made me look somewhat knowledgeable. Yeah. I don't know who... Oh, God. Was it bad? <laughs> it's it's worse than the Carter Hart year. Oh, I thought, you were, I thought it was just going to be Carter Hart again. Uh, no, I, who isn't? Philip Grubauer. Oh, mother of God. He's been the worst goalie in the NHL, probably. Probably. <laughs> like, he, he's putting up, like, goals saved below expected numbers that are, like, not even fucking close to anyone in the league. Like, I don't have it in front of me, but, like, he's, like, minus 37, and the next close is, like, minus 26. Like, it's, like, mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that actually might be your worst one yet. Yeah. Who was mine? Do you remember? I don't. You don't have it in front no, of me? No, I don't have yours. I, I, can, I can pull mine up. Uh, who's Okay, who's your mid-season pick? You go first. I'll see if I can get mine. I, did, I did finalists. Yeah, yeah, like okay. a like a, a vote of three. Okay, so uh, in third place I got UC Soros. Yeah. Uh, in second place I got Igor Shesturkin. Okay. And uh, in first place I got Jacob Markstrom. Oh, okay. I I don't really know why when you said Shesturkin that I assumed like you just weren't going to have Markstrom, and I'm like, well, who the hell could possibly be first then? Uh, okay. That's that's not bad. I have the same, uh, I have the same basic three, but I have Soros three, Markstrom two, Shisterk and one. Okay, so the same basic three. No, it's, it's the same three, uh, just different. Yeah, like say yeah, yeah same same yeah, idea yeah. anyway. Yeah, same same but different. Yeah, I I can't find my preseason predictions at the moment, uh, but I I will keep looking. I think uh, I think if 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 Markstrom gets within shouting distance. Of the all-time shutout record, it's gonna be a almost a no contest. But that's a big if. He's not gonna break it. But if he if he can get close enough in the modern era, I think it does enough for him to to guarantee the win. But just a great story. Uh, my oof. Well, uh, oof. My uh, Vesna pick was Connor Hellebuck. Uh, preseason, which not as bad as yours, but absolutely not. Not probably in the top ten, I would say. Hey, remember that year I took Martin Jones. <laughs> that that gets funnier as time goes on, actually, because like as we get further and further away from that time, it's hard to even remember a time when he was good. Now, you know, that same year I took Matt Murray, but Matt Murray, you know, like. Stanley Cups and whatnot, so there's that. But yeah, hmm. yeah. I think the only thing I could do worse is like if I would have taken like Miko Koskinen or something. Right. Yeah. Maybe next year. Right. Yeah. Okay. When he signs with the Predators. Koskinen. Yeah. What what Predators? Is there Predators in the fucking Czech League? Uh, what Predators? I don't I don't know this word. <laughs> <laughs> there's no pressure at all. Uh, all right. Uh, I have the Norris next. The Norris. All right. Um, my preseason prediction was Kale McCarr. Same. Um, my ballot would be uh, Kale McCarr three, uh, Adam Fox two, Victor Hedman one. Wow. Uh, I got uh, like literally though. This is the closest. Mid like I could you could pick any order for me on that one and I'd be like sure I don't know yeah. I got Devon Taves in third. It's cool. Interesting, but cool. I got Aaron Eckblad in second. Yeah, 
Blad, Ek, Ekblad was four for me. And uh, Kel McCarr. Okay. Scoring goals up there, you know? Scoring yeah. Goals. Yeah. Sniping. It, it, McCarr is an interesting one because, like, I, I think you could genuinely make the argument. Most, I, I don't think anyone does. But I think there is a small argument you could make that Kale McCarr might be the best player in the NHL. And yet, I don't think he's having the best year out of all the D just because he is uh, not been very good defensively, but his D partner seems to be, you know, like it's like the, the odd sample size when he's not on the ice with like one of two guys, he's quite bad. But uh, the good news is he's out there with Taves like basically all the time. So we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I don't know. He's he's nuts. He's second last year. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's psycho, man. He's crazy. And he's, he's having a much, well, you know, by all accounts, he's having a much better year this year. Than well, the, year, and so. and of my guys, like uh, Hedman, Hedman, having a much better year than last Absolutely. year because I was slightly concerned last year that he was toast because <laughs> he was bad, uh, kinda. And uh, no, he's he's been very very good this year, but. For me, yeah, it's it's any one of Hedman, Fox, Makar, and then there's a slight drop, and then it's Ekblad, and then... Uh, but there are a lot of D having a really good year. Like, really like Roman Yossi's been great, yeah. actually. You know, like, uh, he seems to have figured out how to play defense. Yeah. He's not Roman Yossi quite as much anymore. Um, I'm Brutes Vitaglia, ESPN. Yeah, you're not winning any awards with that one, I can say no. that. Yeah. That's all that matters. Who was your pre... Oh, it was Kale McCart. Yeah. Uh Selkie is what I have third. Oh, okay. Um, my preseason prediction was uh, Joel Erickson Eck. Cool. Not on my radar at this point, but that's fine. Uh, my, uh, my preseason pick, and will continue to be so in, in every year. In perpetuity, yeah, there it is. Uh, is Mark Stone. Okay. Yeah. And not on my ballot. <laughs> this, this, I was going to say, but this is maybe the first time I can remember ever doing a mid-season where I don't have Stone in my top three. Hmm. That's fair. Me too. Ever. I yeah, don't I think would, I've, yeah. I, like, I've, end of the year, I don't know if I put him on my end of the year last year, but this has got to be the first mid-season where I don't have Stone on it. Uh, my number three is Rupe Hints. Uh, okay. my number two is Austin Matthews and my number one is uh, Patrice Bergeron mm. by a lot for sure. <laughs> uh, my number three is Patrice Bergeron. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's 3,900 years old. He is maybe having the best defensive season of forwards ever had right now. Yeah. He's not going to stay healthy. But, um, oh, well, there's that too. Yeah. Uh, number two is Austin Matthews. Mm. And uh, this is my first big brain moment uh, that we've we've done here. Uh, I got Andrew Mangiapane in first. Oh, right. Call it the Daryl Sutter. Yeah, no, like, good defensive year, for sure. Like, it's not like he's... he's I was kind of hoping it was going to be, like, Ovechkin or something. Because here's my thought. If he scores enough, he doesn't have to defend or some shit. Leon Dreisettler, here's why. It doesn't make any sense, James. He was born in Germany, so yeah. by nature, oh, he's a defensive-minded person. Yeah, German's definitely known for that. Um, <laughs> Germany, uh, commonly known as a defensive sort of uh, nation. Um, 
yeah, no, my like my thing with with hints, it it's it's might be a little simplistic, but like his his line with Pavelski and then whatever winger they choose to put on there, Robertson a lot, um, has maybe been the best defensive line in the league this year. Like they they just are they are the uh, Canadians line of old with. Uh, Gallagher and them, where it's just like, yeah, like they're, none of them are putting up crazy offensive numbers, but the puck is in the other zone all the time, like the, all of the time. Uh, and Hints is the centerman on the line, so. Uh, but but he, like his underlying numbers are very good. Uh, he doesn't turn over the puck a ton. Like he's uh, he's he's had a good year. And then I mean, like I feel like Matthews and Bergeron are pretty self-explanatory. To be honest with you, like you look at the most basic defensive numbers and they're they're dominating most of that but yeah um oh yeah don't get me wrong like i'm not trying to suggest that bergeron isn't having a good season uh i just don't think he's gonna play enough games to this well but it's not it's not predictions it's it's who's having the best year at this point my my prediction i don't know who the hell like i think it's quite possible victor hedman uh, gets hurt again but you know you never know all right yeah fair enough put it this way uh, like I know he was my preseason prediction for for winning the Norris. The only thing ever stopping Kale McCarr is staying healthy. <laughs> quite honestly, so um, or COVID apparently. Sure, but yeah, no, it's uh for me, for me it's it's who's doing it right now, and it's uh it's Bergeron. Bergeron's having the best defensive year he's ever had, and he's commonly thought of as the best defensive forward is this generation so all time if he wins it this year he'll, he'll move past Ganey for Selkie wins, sure so yeah but he's uh he's doing things right now uh that I think people thought he was doing over the last couple of years and wasn't uh now he's been like this is a freakish defensive year for him so good for Patrice Bergeron I guess hey. I don't know I don't really care for Seems him either like a but great guy sure yeah I don't know uh Calder nice my my preseason was Alex Najelkovic. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. He's on the radar, I would say. A couple of his teammates are definitely on the radar. Sure. Good young team in Detroit, honestly, there. They also have the center, the defenseman, the goaltender, seemingly set up. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my, here it is. Uh, much like oh. your, your Vesna uh, curse... Uh, my Calder prediction coming into the year was Cole Caulfield, who uh, famously has been horrible this year. Um, he's got two goals now. That's that's nice. Sure. Yeah. Well, Marty, yeah, you know, he's how to coach those right. uh, those short guys, short kings. Um, my number three is Trevor Zegras. My number two is Lucas Raymond. My number one is Moritz Sider. Uh, my number three is Michael Bunting. Hmm. My number two is Lucas Raymond. Bunto is Moritz Cider. Cool. Yeah, Bunting. I did see a decent amount of lists that had Raymond ahead of Cider, which I thought was odd. Yeah, you get the forward bias. Yeah, you know, but like a fucking really good year, Raymond. Like I understand that, but Cider is doing something as a rookie defenseman that I don't, I don't remember. You have to go back a whole two years to find Kel McCarr. Yeah, but Cider's good defensively. Like, like, what, like, might, might be the best defensive defenseman in the league, and he's 19. Hmm. And it's fucked. So, I, I, I can't remember. 
And I watch, I watch him. He reminds me of fucking like Chris Pronger. He's fucked. He's so good. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's awesome. And he's German too. The Germans are coming, man. They're invading. Mm. Yeah, I, ge- I guess he do. can defend. Maybe Germans can defend. Mm. Yeah, maybe you are right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the Jack Adams Trophy. Ah, yes. Uh, my preseason was Dean Evison. Good pick. I, I, I'll stand by that pick. Yeah. I'll stand by my that pick. My preseason was uh, Mike Sullivan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You can never go wrong with Mikey Yes. No. He can't. Uh, my top three is uh, Gerard Gallant. Mm, I like that. Thank you. I do like that. He he was my number four. Yeah. Uh, Jared Bednar. Okay. Because uh, you know what? I, I think it's from time to time you just need to give the best coach the Jack Adams, you know? And you think Jared Bednar is best coach, eh? I think so. Huh. I think so. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say that before. He'd I, be pretty high on my list, though. Like, I, I do like Jared Bednar I, I a lot. I love John Cooper. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But... He's not wrong when he says, like, all he has to do sometimes is just sit there and shoot gum. Jared Bednar's had to work mm. with that roster from yeah. time to time. But. That's fair. Uh, and number one is, uh, without a doubt, uh, Andrew Burnett. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my issue with Burnett is I genuinely do think that it is a open-the-door situation with him. I don't... He hasn't done anything with that team that wasn't already in place for me. Yeah, but like you still have to get up and do the job, and you weren't expecting to do the job. That you mean no, that like that, but that's the only thing that I'm like kind of impressed with with him. But he was also like already on the coaching staff in a way, so it's sure. not in a way he was. Yeah. Uh, fair, fair enough. But he's yeah, I don't. He's not even. He's not a conversation for me. But uh, my number three was is Dean Evison. My number two is uh, Daryl Sutter, and my number one is, uh, as always, he's my, my he's my Mark Stone of coaches. Uh, it's Mike Sullivan. I, every time I fucking do this, it's Mike Sullivan for me. That team's never never been good, and they're always good. <laughs> team's net like that team is a is a shithole right no, now. That, but that poor Mike Sullivan with his Sidney Crosby and his Evgeny Malkin and his Christopher Latang and his. Evan Rodriguez puts some respect yeah, on the name. But that but that's the thing is like those three guys are not incredible anymore. How dare you? Like Latang is maybe having one of his best years, but like they're not the same, but they're still pretty good. No, he's he's very impressive with what he does with the team for sure. Yeah. Tristan Jari is uh like potent like enters Vesna conversations anyway like not not my in my top three but he enters a conversation right oh, well, fucking maybe Mershan should should have hit Jerry I don't know I'm sick and tired of this guy Jerry yeah oh, the guy just pissed me off why me. just because you never know what's going to happen with him yeah. is that what it is? he just annoys me did you see his interview after after the whole no video? I don't think I know what he looks like they, they asked him about it he goes no it's part of the game Jerry said that yeah they're like well, okay. do, you, do you think you deserve that and he's like well <laughs> yeah, know, I was kind of asking for it. And he's like, you know, well, you know, things are set out there. People, you know, emotions run high. You know, it's just it's one of those things. It happens. And I think it happens. I've never seen that happen mm. before, ever. Weird. But, all right. Like, I was getting like, I was getting like, you definitely like said something that you shouldn't have said. Got hit for it, which you shouldn't have in that manner. But there, there was almost an, air, like an aura of like, 
Yeah, I, I fucking maybe called his mom a hoe or something, and but worse, mm-hmm. and and he flipped the fuck out. And, oh, oh, yeah. you think worse than hoe? Oh eh? uh, well, maybe like, do you, you think he maybe called her like, whore, even? Uh, that, that is like worse. that. That has that all bad. the same letters as hoe, and then and then so, that so, bad, so, eh? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, God, God help him. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know what though? Like, I I think there are a lot of the Jack Adams. I actually do like the award because I I think it is kind of fun though to sort of try to figure out what it is that a coach is bringing to a certain team. Like like Cooper's another one where it's hard for me to argue against him necessarily, but like like I don't know. I I, I that team's doing quite well, and I think that that roster's significantly worse. And are missing, you know, like they missed Kucherov for quite some time, and yeah, uh, the blue lot. Like they literally, they won a game a few weeks ago that they played the entirety of with four defensemen. Uh, of course, one of them was Victor Hedman, but um, yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, there's a lot of interesting names. Like I, I, uh, I don't hate your list necessarily, but I'm I not actually, I actually very don't, skeptical about Burnett. I don't know. I don't like the Adams Award. Or what it's become anyway, because sure, it's no longer about the best coach. It's it's more about well, which which goalie had a nine thirty season, mm-hmm. and were we not supposed to be as good as we are? Yeah, it has literally nothing to do. Otherwise, you'd see back to back winners, and that just doesn't happen. It's always yeah. this team wasn't supposed to be good. Must have been the coach, and not the nine thirty goaltending that got them there. Well, like and an, and another one, like I mean, he's on my ballot too. Like. It's going to be hard for me for as long as this version of Minnesota is good with kind of the roster they currently have for me to not say Dean Evason because it's like I, I cannot make sense of Ryan Hartman essentially being out of the league a couple of years ago and now he's like a fucking 20 goal scorer and what? Mm-hmm. Like what is happening with that team? Like Dean Evason is doing something there I feel like because it's I don't get it. Like I, I, other than Kirill Kaprizov, I really don't get how that team's so fucking good. And even their analytic numbers are not as good this year. And they're yeah. still like, they're still fucking doing really good in that division. You know. He got them in touch with the Wild, and now they ah, uh, they went on like a spirit quest, eh? That's just it. Fucking ten thousand lakes, baby. Jared Spurgeon cooking cans of beans over the fire for everybody at night. Yeah. Yeah. It's kumbaya. Kumbaya, yeah. Oh, this is a fun one. Uh, always is. We gotta debate the same shit every year with the Hart Trophy. Uh, James, Are we at the Hart already. No oh, shit. That's what we're at. What if I told you at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. that I said that Connor McDavid was gonna win the Hart Trophy? It would seem like a very plausible and reasonable uh, uh, assumption. What if I told you? Mm-hmm. Not on my ballot. Mm-hmm. That would also be a very reasonable <laughs> and reaction. It's very sound. Yeah. Um. Who was your preseason prediction? Artemi Panarin. I like that. I do like that. <laughs> Not quite having a heart season, but... I like how you took my last year's heart prediction, <laughs> really and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it this year, and neither of us are, are right by the sounds things, no. but I just love Panarin. Uh, my number three is uh, going to surprise some listeners for sure. Uh, it's Johnny Goudreau. Uh, my number two is Igor Shestjorkin. And my number one is Alexander Ovechkin, for sure. Uh, my number three is Alexander Ovechkin. Wow. That's a shocker. That's all right. Okay. 
My number two is Austin Matthews. That's fair. And my number one is uh, Jonathan Huberdo. Ah, Huberdo. Ah, yeah. Huberdo. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, he's good. He he has more assists than the next closest guy has points on that team. And the goaltending is not the reason that they're winning either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any of those three. Uh, sure. Why not? I guess so. Yeah, Florida, Florida, yeah. You know what, though? Your your argument's not wrong, but Florida is a weird one where it's just like, you know, if you asked me, well, what if I told you Jonathan Huberdeau got hurt tomorrow? Do you think Florida's fucked? I'd be like, no. Like, look at the fucking team they have. But you are right. He is producing a lot more than He's most doing that, of the guys like, on Taylor the team, Hall too. Thing, the year Taylor Hall one, right? A little, a little bit, but the but the team behind him is not as abysmal, of sure. course. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like, I, I think they're just as fucked without Ekblad than they would be with Hugh More without possibly. Huberto, I guess. But it's not, it's not to take away with from what Huberto is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the Capitals are uh, stinky pants without Ovechkin. So uh, that's, th- that's my thought on that one hey, for see, sure. Well, you got to make the playoffs to win the heart. So mm, apparently, mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, Unless they get that goaltending situation figured out pretty quick. Let, let me ask you something, because uh, I think you honestly might be the first person where I've read anything about the Hart Trophy that doesn't have Ovechkin number one. And that, and that doesn't really matter about my question. But, you know, to that point, everyone has Ovechkin, like, running away with it. Do you think that it's it adds to his case that he's 36 years old? Like, do you think that that is part of the reason why everyone is sort of, like, so amazed with him and, and has him in line for the heart? I would have to imagine. Yeah. I, yeah. It, like, it, it doesn't for me. Like, I really don't give a shit how old these guys are necessarily. Um, like, old, I mean. Like, if he were 19 and doing this, I think I would be more impressed than I am with him at 36. Because with Ovechkin, like, if we've learned anything from him, uh, it kind of doesn't really make sense. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm not... I don't have him number one because he's 36. I really well, don't give a shit that he's doing this at 36. Because even though I've never really seen uh, anyone do this at 36 in the NHL, necessarily, I've seen 36-year-olds do freakish stuff in other sports. Like, I don't really... I don't know. Like, I, I don't care. It's cool. But it's it's got nothing to do with why I think this he's having an incredible year. He's having one of the best seasons of his career. Mm-hmm. At Whether that career is seven years long or seventeen is irrelevant to me right oh, now. Come on now, if you've got a if in got in, a in the awards of, race, it is for sure. If you've got a Hall of Fame guy who has spent his entire career doing incredible things, and then at the end of his career he ups himself, mm-hmm. that, that is just that much more impressive. That he is now better than his his own like twenty four oh, year old. No, self, that that's way. not that's not what I'm saying. Like I I'm super impressed with the fact that he's doing it at thirty six, but whether he's thirty six or not is irrelevant in the Hart Trophy. Like like he he's valuable to his team, regardless of his age. Like the the age has nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Mm. And I like I was just sort of curious because you've always been someone who, uh 
not so fond of older guys being in line with the Calder Trophy. So I was I was sort of wondering if if age sort of comes into play on this award for you or not. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. It it you know it's just I can't really explain it. Like Connor McDavid, I expect Connor McDavid to do what he does every every year because he's twenty five years old and he's the best player in the world and of course he should do those things. And then when he does them, like even this year, like by all accounts he's having a good year. Connor McDavid. Yeah. He, well, first off, he's not the best player in the world. That's Nazem Kadri. First off, he, he he's the best player on his team. Mm-hmm. He's the MVP of his team. He has won multiple MVP awards in this league. He's having a Connor McDavid season, mm-hmm. but yet somehow he's not on our MVP ballot. And why is that? Well, that's because he's just doing what we think he's going to do. And the others aren't that great. Uh, I, I don't. Ag- f- I don't agree with that. I, I don't think he's been one of the three best players in the league. First off, this year, it doesn't mean that I don't think he's the best player in the world, but he's not been this year. Hmm. It, it doesn't mean that, like at the end of the year, if you ask me, do I think Connor McDavid's the best player in the world? I'm going to be like, no. Like I do think he is. I just don't. I think guys have been better than him this year. But if anybody else was having that year, that he's having, if their name was you know, Kyler Yamamoto, and, and he was having the year that McDavid's having, all of a sudden, he's higher up in the conversation because you didn't see that coming. I don't I don't think so. Like, I, I think regardless, like, say, it doesn't matter the name to me. Like, whoever, if we're talking about Connor McDavid's season that he's having, he's sixth to eighth on my heart ballot. He just is. Because he's been very good on a, on a team that is junk and still, you know, like without him, do I think they're fucked? Well, n- no. Cause they have Leon Dreisaitl too. I, I, I don't know. I, he, he hasn't done enough to necessarily move the needle enough to make them an outstanding team. And I don't really know that that's his fault necessarily either though. But like, I, all I'm saying is that Without the capital or without Ovechkin, the Capitals are fucked. Without uh, Shesterkin, the Rangers are uh, in the lottery conversation right now. Uh, without Goudreau, I do think the Flames are in a significant amount of trouble right now. Very important pieces How, of the teams. However, like, you know, you could go the other way with my argument, though. Well, I have Sutter as the number two best coach in the league, and I have Markstrom as the number two best goalie in the league. So, you know, shouldn't they still be good without Goudreau if Sutter and Markstrom are still there? Like, the, the heart is a fun one to talk about in a, in a, when it's this conversation, anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, if Connor McDavid had 114 points in 45 games and I didn't put him on my ballot, uh, yeah, that those are the debates where it's like, well, come the fuck on. You know what I mean? But... He's he's been good. I don't know if I would say he's like otherworldly this year though. And sure. that, and that's certainly if we know anything about Connor McDavid, doesn't mean he's not going to just fucking do that in the second half of the season anyway. Guy might get a hundred points so over the next thirty eight games or whatever his last. I don't know. The kid's a freak. Mm-hmm. But right now, no, at the halfway point he's not Yeah. Not really moved the needle enough. Yeah, I don't know. Just like to kind of go back to it, like he's not on my ballot because he is where he is 
in you know with the Oilers. It has le- it has more mm-hmm. to do with the Oilers for me him not being on my back sure. than it is him. Um, because again, like I think he's still doing Connor McDavid things this year, and he's a guy that has won the MVP. So like precedence suggests that he should be in the conversation because he's just he is a heart caliber player, right? Mm-hmm. Alex Ovechkin was a hard caliber player. And then he kind of stopped being a hard caliber player. Like, when's the last time mm. we were seriously talking about Alex Ovechkin as a hard candidate? Oh, minimum four years. Right? Minimum. So, uh, to me, that's why him doing what he's doing at 36 is so impressive. If Alex, Ove- if, if, you know, if Alex Ovechkin goes out there each night and, you know, he can still score 40 goals in a season because he can shoot the puck from the power play spot and that's all he did, then cool like that's it's not really impressive that's that's not to me that's not really worthy of recognition you're important to your team you're you're the captain you're the leader you're contributing every night you know you're producing but what he's doing this year is so much more than that Mm -hmm. um and and that's what makes him a heart finalist and i think that the age factor is just a bonus you know but Mm -hmm. it does play a role okay Fair enough. Cool. It's the only reason Aaron Rodgers won the MVP in football, right? Because uh, he's 40? Yeah. That's why he won it? Yeah. No, not not exactly. But no. 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 I thought it was pretty cool because he was 40, but maybe. I, I, I don't know football, as I stated earlier. So. No, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was the best player in the NFL this year, for sure, unfortunately. Hmm. Much as I used to like the guy. No, I'm not not a big fan of the whole uh, I'm immunized thing that, that kind of bugged me. I don't know if that is a surprise to anyone. but Hey, aren't we all? Yeah. Um, well, hell, uh, watch the watch the big football game tomorrow, folks. And uh, enjoy that. Aaron Rodgers won't be there. No. No. Uh, nor will Tom Brady. First time ever in like... 15 years. It's first time in the history of the NFL, no Tom right. Brady, yeah. <laughs> Neither guy's going to be yeah. in the finals. What, uh, you're, you're watching the game tomorrow, are you, uh, how's Dry Feb going, I guess, is more what I'm, uh, what I'm getting at here. It's been bumpy. <laughs> a little wet, maybe, perhaps, or? I don't know, wet's the right Spots word. of rain. You know, moist. Yeah. 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 Unexpected showers, you might say. Well, yeah. A mist. <laughs> I, I think I think my favorite part about me uh, caving in was now like over the past two days me just being like well I I lost I just do whatever I want now and I'm like well no you could also just like be good the rest of the month still you know like there is that yeah and then the other part of me being like nah fuck it who cares I'm gonna drink tomorrow and then I'm gonna try to be a good boy after that I had, but... I had to train at at work on the second day of February mm-hmm. and you get a free drink when you train. Mm. And uh, I said to the girl I was training, I said, well, like, you get a drink. Do you want one? We got food. She said, well, are you having one? I was like, oh, no. Said, oh, well, I'll have one if you have one. I'll have a half a glass of wine. Sure. And, you know, so, so here, here I am, second day. I'm having a half a glass of wine. Trying to make no big deal out of it. No bueno for the girlfriend. She did not, she did not like that. Mm-hmm. that. That was that was a quitter's mentality yeah. to her. So, uh, I'm... I've lost, even though I've been relatively good since. Yeah. But. Yeah. She's been good. Perfect. 
Yeah. She's batting 100. Good for her. Yeah. Yep. She claims she's drinking tomorrow. The she lady... Started, of... started a day early. She started January 31st so that she could enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Good for her. The lady of the liquor, they call no, her. No more. No more. Yeah. Not anymore. Never mm-hmm. drinking again, apparently. We'll have to, we'll have to bring her on for a sober episode before the month's <laughs> up. Oh, Madison, should we, should Madison, we bring her weekend? on on, like, February 28th just to see how tense she is by the end of the month? <laughs> Madison, how are your months been? been good um, it hasn't been too bad um, haven't really done much there's no joy left in my life um, James I'm breaking up with you yes on the podcast no we can't talk it's there Madison how's dry feb going for you oh it's so terrible thank you for asking yeah. one yeah. of the two one of the two yeah I uh I had this weird, weird spur of the moment uh, situation yesterday. Just uh, and it was like, you know what? I got to get some money. I got to make some money. I got to start, you know, paying some things off. You know, the rabbit hole I went down um, was uh, the the Pokemon card value. Oh, for the love of God! I think I'm paying for school next year on my Pokemon cards. Yeah. If I can find a buyer, because okay. apparently I got some good. I don't know where mine yeah, are. Yeah, you heard of this? You heard of this Charizard guy? Yeah, what's he yeah, saying? Pe- people like to like to buy that card, apparently. So. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of things of value as a kid that <laughs> are gone. For, Why do they do that? For Why, sure. What do parents do that? Why do they hand us valuable things? Yeah. Let us ruin them. Yeah. And then we don't know where they are anymore. Yeah. Like, I I honestly, I don't even want to start naming off the things that I've had that brought... Like, again, tons of Pokemon cards. Yeah. I've looked through that binder where I keep my cards. There's no Pokemon. It's all hockey. Well, you track that shit down. Hockey, you know, hockey cards sometimes worth something. Nothing. I got nothing. Niche market. No, there's nothing <laughs> in there. That's fucking nothing. Does anybody want a 2002 Scott Hartnell rookie card? No? No? Okay. You guys remember uh, Mikhail Kuleshov? I have his yeah. rookie card. Sebastian Santomo. It's great. Next Cares. best thing in that the Leafs. Oh, yeah. 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 I got a card with Brian Leach in a Leafs jersey. Is that worth what, anything? What, what is your coolest hockey card? See, I thought it was cool, but like I, I looked it up and like I don't think it's worth much of anything. But like I, I do have like a few cards of like guys playing in junior, mm. uh, for the junior team, and it's kind of like oh, you know, maybe one day they'll be big. So like I have like an Eric Lindros, uh, Oshawa, uh, nice. Oshawa Generals card. I have a Kimo Timonen card. Uh, from like Finland, which oh, yeah. is cool. Again, I don't think it's really worth anything. Those two, when I was going through my cards there about six months ago, I was like, eh, "Those are cool." Um, yeah, I don't know. There probably is a better answer, but those are the first two that come to mind. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I got, really. That's it, eh? Yeah. What, uh, like, I, I don't want to do a full overrated, underrated, fair, least fair, but mm-hmm. what, like, I can't remember if we ever talked about it. 
Do you have a favorite Super Bowl halftime show of all time? No. I don't really remember them. I don't think they've ever gone into one like tomorrow or today, I guess, with as much hype around it. Like, I don't remember one where it was like, like I remember holy the, fuck. The first, you know? the first halftime show I ever remember was the Stones. Stones, yeah. And it's like, how do you top that? And that was like 20 years ago. Yeah. Tomorrow's big, or t- you know, today. It, it, it's a big one. Don't get me wrong. I, I can't remember the last time, like, the lineup, at least, was this grandiose. Yeah. But that's not to say the performance is going to be all that great. We'll have to find out. But. Yeah, I, I don't... I mean, you would think between the five of them that they have a pretty uh, pretty good idea of what they want to do. A couple of them have worked before, together, I'm, I'm told. Yes, I'm told. told a few of them have done yeah. good concerts, too, right. so... Right. Um... Yeah. Okay. Tom Petty played one year. Remember that? Yeah, I have heard of that. I don't think I've ever seen that. Mm. Uh, yeah, the, like the Who did it recently, which is cool. I kind of remember that because it was, it was like only like, like eleven years ago. It was weird because because it, it was like, well, why are the Who playing? They don't have a drummer or a bass player. <laughs> uh, how does that work? Just a hologram. Is it, is it the Who and the Beatles? Because because they don't have the singer or the guitar. Hey, there's an idea right there. The Who and the Beatles to team up together, fill all the spots. Ringo's kind of a Keith Moon character, right? Yeah. No, probably not. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, the uh, the, the Beatles. That's what they'll call themselves. They should uh, get a drummer from Spinal Tap or something, maybe. Yeah. Prefer- oh, I, I forgot to mention this. Preferably, uh, you know, on a live one. Did you see, uh, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, uh, Pat Sajak? Nope. You're going to need to fill me in on this one. This this was the, this was my laugh out loud moment of the day. Okay. Pat Sajak uh, tweets out today, I've I've, uh, I've I've settled and I've, I've bought my, my headstone. It's going to sound morbid, folks, but I've got it all ready to go. It's going to say R blank P below it. I'd like to buy a vowel. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good, Pat Sajak. <laughs> you know what? Like, don't don't get me wrong. It's Alex Trebek by a mile, but Pat Sajak. I was just thinking. Uh, I never really got into Wheel of Fortune. No, not really. And now we've all got Wordle. So why would we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You a Wordle man? I'm a Gordle man. You want to know something funny is I don't, uh, not only do I not, have I never done Wordle, uh, I really find the Twitter updates to be quite annoying. I don't care. But um, I now have, like maybe two days before they bought the rights to Wordle, I have a subscription to the New York Times crossword puzzle for the next year. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to be able to do Wordle as part of that app. Oh. So I might start doing Wordle, because it's just like, every, you know, I open up that app and... So you've never played Wordle? Never done it. Have you played Gordle? No. Have you heard of Gordle? Yep. Familiar with the concept of both. Do you want to play a quick game of Gordle on, on the pod here? Uh, sure. I got it pulled up. All Give right. me a name. Five letters. It's last name, I'm obviously, oh, yeah. right? 
Uh, a lot of strategy involved in that first name. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Yeah, that's fair. It's going to give you a leech, but that's, uh, that's six. Uh, I'm trying to find something that's got like an L and a T in it, you know? Because those are common. Mm hmm. Hmm. See, another thing is, too, is I don't know what they've done so far. That's fair. Um, which doesn't help me either. I, uh, you know what? Whatever. I don't know. Let's just pick a guy. I'll go Burns. Okay. Uh, so, you got the U right in the right spot. Okay. And that's it. How about... So there could be a B in there in a different spot, right? No. So there definitely isn't a B. Yeah. The only Damn. Letter, the only letter you got right is a U. Oh, I was quite. And it's in the right spot. I was quite convinced it was uh, it was Zubov there for a second. Are, are they good players typically they've been using, or it's just anything? They're notable. Okay. Like it's not like some guy you've never heard of from the '30s or something. Okay. Okay. Do you play this one today? Do you know who it no, is? No, I didn't actually. Oh wow! Great. You can chip in then if you want. Um, <laughs> hmm. I got I got a name in mind. I got a name in mind. We'll see if I'm right. I'm type it down before we go any further. I will go. I think it's that guy. Okay, I, I feel like this might be kind of a dumb guess, but I'm gonna guess it anyway. I'm gonna go Lume. Seven have letters, yeah. L U M M E. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, once again, you have the U correct in the right spot. All right. I guess I should explain for those uh, maybe not familiar with the game. There, Gordle <laughs> is just Wordle, but it's uh, NHL players. Uh, any any guy that has played in, in the NHL with five letters in their last name uh, counts. So, just to free that up in case someone was right confused why yeah. Roots was guessing NHL player names yeah I've truly lost my mind just naming old players it's not any different than what we usually do on the podcast I guess hmm it's tough with NHL players you know it is limits your options for sure Tell me, yeah fuck I don't know this is, this is tough. My go-to opening name is always Oates. Because hmm. you get three vowels and the T and the S in there. It's not Oates. It sure isn't. So there's no E. That's the only other vowel I've, I've guessed, though. Yeah. I'm having a hard time finding names that have a U as the second letter, though, is the, mm. is the thing. Would you like me to try to enter mine? What's yours? Quick. Yeah, I guess it, it would be in the right spot. Yeah, we didn't use any of those other letters, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I don't mind that. It's quick. <laughs> Alright. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, we'll just chalk that to the, my having played before. Uh, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's... There you go. 
Nah, now we can't play for 24 hours, so. Good. Yeah. Ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Well, we'll be... Oh, yeah. Sorry. We Spoiler alert. Oh, dear. It's quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoops, it is. Hmm. Yeah, it's now a daily podcast. We're just going to do this every day. It'll be us playing Gordle for 10 minutes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that's good. Are we good? I think so. Okay. It's a, it's a shorter one, but it, it's two in the morning, so. No, we got to everything though. Like we yeah. did, we did everything that was promised. No, no ooful this week. It's fine. We'll do it next week. That's that's no big deal. It's our podcast. Yeah, it's it's no biggie. You know, it's hard coming up with a new ooful every week. Uh, sometimes. Um, yeah, I'll start thinking of one for next week. I guess. Okay. Okay. I'm good. Oh. Um, did you see, uh, are you caught up on Euphoria? Yeah. You saw Zendaya running around last week there? Yeah. It's good. It was, it was tense. It was good. When she went to, uh, Lori's place. Yeah, that, was fucked. I remember thinking, I'm like, how could they possibly end this any wilder than the episode has been? That was fucked up. Uh, and the crazy part about it is there are still three episodes left in this season. Like, that had very much, uh, like, Ozymandias vibes from, from Breaking Bad, where it's like, wow, literally everything is happening. That's the third last episode of that whole fucking series. This is episode five of season two, and they're doing a third. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, are, are they... Oh, yeah, uh, Euphoria spoilers, I guess, here. Are, are they airing one tomorrow uh, with the Super Bowl? <laughs> as far as I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't... I don't I, like, I, HBO doesn't really care. They just kind of do what they want. It, it is a streaming service, I suppose. Yeah, there is that, too. Like, HBO Max is where they get a lot of their viewership anyway. So, um, yeah, they're, I, as far as I know, they're airing one tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. We'll have something to do after the football match. After the foot... Yeah, after the footy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Bye bye. See ya.